0: It's a Tuesday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Taylor Charleston will be in with a feature report, and I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. AgroPlante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. AgroPlante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. AgroPantay developed Cat Ion EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cat Ion EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplanté, imagination, innovation, science in action. The National Farmers Union will host the organization's 121st anniversary convention in San Francisco from March 5th through the 7th. The convention programming will focus on the capacity of Farmers Union members to create change and will span across the three-day convention. Delegates and attendees will hear from speakers, participate in breakout sessions, present awards to members and supporters, as well as debate and adopt the NFU policy. A full agenda is available at NFU.org. The convention will take place at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. A federal court in California has granted a motion for Milk Movement Incorporated, a startup company breaking into the software market for milk cooperatives and processors. To add significant antitrust claims in a suit against Dairy LLC, which operates as Dairy.com, now rebranded as Ever.ag, under Section 1 and 2 of the Sherman Act and Section 7 of the Clayton Act. The counterclaims that were greenlit by the Eastern District of California seek to stop Dairy LLC's alleged abuses of its monopoly power, which milk movement says has caused substantial harm to the multi-billion-dollar milk market. The court permitted the claims to proceed after Milk Movement explained that they were based on key evidence that was produced by a third party, which Dairy LLC itself failed to produce. The counterclaims come after Dairy LLC itself sued Milk Movement for supposedly misappropriating Dairy LLC's perpetuated trade secrets after Milk Movement convinced some of the Dairy LLC's customers to abandon Dairy LLC in favor of Milk Movement. Milk Movement has long stated that Dairy LLC's lawsuit was not to remedy any actual injury but was instead to harass Milk Movement to unfairly prevent it from competing against Dairy LLC on a level playing field. Milk Movement will now have the opportunity to prove that Dairy LLC's alleged abuse of its monopoly power has fundamentally and unfairly skewed the marketplace. According to Milk Movement's counterclaims, documents produced in a case show that Dairy LLC has engaged in substantial misconduct in order to unfairly stamp out what would be competitors from eating into Dairy LLC's market share. Dairy LLC has allegedly abused that monopoly power to force milk producers to execute contracts that bar them from ever working with one of Dairy LLC's competitors. Milk Movement claims that through those contracts, Dairy LLC wrongfully claims ownership and control over its customers' data, which unfairly locks them into being an LLC dairy customer forever. The counterclaims also allege that these and other antitrust violations, including recent anti-competitive acquisitions by Dairy LLC, have squashed competition and ultimately raised prices for the hundreds of millions of American consumers who collectively spend more than $15 billion on milk each year. With its counterclaims, milk movement seeks to put an end to Dairy LLC's unfair and abusive tactics for the benefit of the industry as a whole. Milk Movement also seeks compensatory and punitive damages against Dairy LLC for the injury it has caused to Milk Movement's business. Milk Movement is a Canadian company based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Dairy LLC is a Delaware-based company in Texas. Milk Movement is represented by Rong Haggy and Borden LLP, a high-stakes litigation and corporate boutique in San Francisco and New York, representing businesses, investors, and entrepreneurs in complex disputes and corporate transactions. Farm Smart, an outreach program focused on agricultural literacy, has educated more than 168,000 people in the Imperial Valley and surrounding areas since its inception in 2001. The program is an integral part of Desert Rec, one of nine centers operated across the state by the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources and serves K-12 through students and their families. It is located in the southeastern corner of the state. Imperial Valley is home to over 500,000 acres of farmable land and more than 65 crops, making it an ideal place to teach youth about the Valley's significant contribution to California, the U.S., and the world. While the younger participants might not grasp the full impact of Farm Smart right away, the community sure does. More than 60 percent of the program's funding comes from contributions from the community, including local organizations, institutions, and families. For example, the Imperial Irrigation District has supported and funded the program since it began, donating over $107,000 in 2022 alone. Farm Smart was selected as a recipient of California State Future Farmers of America Distinguished Service Award and will be recognized at the upcoming state FFA conference this month. An apple volume of strawberries is available right now. The quality is good as well. not according to Gus Pappas, co-CEO and berry expert of Pete Pappas & Sons in Jessup, Maryland. Pete Pappas & Sons sells conventional and organic berries from multiple growing areas throughout the year. He notes that typically at this time of the year, Florida has had an advantage in strawberry production given the freight differentials compared to pulling product out of California. The Central Mexican season is also winding down and Baja California is starting up. It's hard to bring Baja product across right now, and California's also had some significant rain with a few different storms, so the state is up and down as well, according to Pappas. Demand is good for strawberries. There's a lot of extra volume that came on unexpectedly recently. They didn't think it would come on this soon, but demand is good, he says. That puts pricing at a promotable level. He expects once this explosion of fruit gets through, that pricing will get back down to manageable levels. He says he thinks pricing will go up a little bit because right now they are hovering a little bit under production costs. That's the particularly delicate balance right now, balancing Pricing between growers and retailers. Growers would like to get prices up to where they can contend with the new costs that they have in packaging, labor, and etc. All costs are up exponentially, and if growers have to sell below production costs, that is not a recipe for success. He said, but the costs also translate to a certain price point, and retailers are looking for more aggressive prices to get that price per clamshell down to more promotable levels. Premier Napa Valley, which has grown into a four-day wine sampling marathon event, had an auction that involved 250 trade accounts representing 18 countries among the festivities. For the Napa Valley Venters, this year's earnings were a welcome upsurge from the $2.7 million the auction brought in last year. According to the organization's vice president of industry relations, Rex Stoltz, premier proceeds account for half of nearly the Venters' annual budget. The nonprofit trade association, which has amassed nearly 550 members since its founding in 1944, promotes the Napa Valley as a premier wine region and has invested more than $225 million in the Valley over the past four decades.
1: The 2023 Citrus Showcase is upon us this Thursday, March 9th, and to prepare for the event, we're taking one last opportunity at MyAgLife Life on today's episode to remind you all about what it will be offering to attendees and exhibitors, in a brief message from California Citrus Mutual President and CEO Casey Creamer, quote, I would like to thank each one of you for joining us at the 2023 Citrus Showcase and our sponsors for making this event possible. The CCM team and I are thrilled about this year's event. Not only are we back in full force after three years of pared down shows due to COVID-19, but we have also expanded the showcase thanks to our new partnership with JCS Marketing Incorporated. Working with JCS to plan and execute showcase has allowed us to give the industry a higher level of content and deliver an expanded agenda to bring resources and information to the citrus industry on critical topics that impact our businesses. I believe our lineup of panel discussions, seminars, and continuing education courses has something valuable to offer everyone, end quote. And valuable these opportunities will be. Starting off at the top of the day, after registration and trade show time, will be the State of the Citrus Market panel in the Charter Oak Ballroom at the Visalia Convention Center in Visalia, California at 8am. The panel will feature Al Bates, President at Sun Pacific Shippers, Tracy Jones, COO at Booth Ranches, Jim Phillips, President at Sunkist Growers, and Zach Lafitte, President at Wonderful Citrus. Occurring simultaneously in the San Joaquin Ballroom within the Convention Center will be a continuing education talk on citrus IPM as it pertains to thrips and mealybug. That'll come from Sandeepa Gautam, UCCE citrus IPM advisor. Following this session in the same room up until lunchtime will be talks on California red scale, phytophthora, and other citrus diseases, hot topics in labor law, ant control, and vertebrate pest management. At 12 p.m. will be a superb opportunity for attendees who will get to hear about where Citrus stands on the global economic front from Industry Lunch keynote speaker Greg Dowd, former Chief Agricultural Negotiator for the United States Trade Representative. Dowd is flying in from Maryland to be at the showcase, and he currently serves as Vice President of Global Situational Awareness and Chief Economist for Aimpoint Research this is certainly not a part of the showcase to miss. After lunch, attendees will head back to the San Joaquin Ballroom for more continuing education at 2 p.m., hearing from Jeff Merritt of Axiom Ag on growing large, high-quality fruit through nutrition. After that, attendees will again have the choice of being in the continuing education sessions or back to the Charter Oak Ballroom, where a citrus water panel will be taking place at 2.30 p.m., In this panel, attendees will hear from Jason Phillips, CEO of Friant Water Authority, John Parker, General Manager for Kern Water Bank, Joe Del Bosque, Farmer and former California Water Commission member, and Tim Quinn, former Executive Director of ACWA and Metropolitan Water District Deputy General Manager. During the panel, two talks on organic citrus will take place in the San Joaquin Ballroom, In total, the conference will offer 4 approved DPR credits and 5 approved CCA credits with a half a credit of CDFA INMP still pending. Sprinkled throughout the day will be 3 trade show breaks and a mixer event after all sessions have ended at 3.30pm in the exhibit hall. This will be another great opportunity to kick back and relax with friends and colleagues and even network after a long day we're looking forward to having everyone back together under one roof at the showcase see you all there from my ag life i'm taylor chalstrom this segment
0: was sponsored by polymer ag maker's anti-stress 550 the climate stress solution find out more at polymerag.com a report produced by the farm journal foundation And the Chicago Council on Global Affairs says the U.S. needs to increase support for agricultural research and development in the next Farm Bill. The support would help make sure that farmers can keep feeding the world despite the challenges faced by agriculture. New innovations generated from agricultural research at land-grant universities and other public sector institutions can help increase farm productivity and economic growth. Despite that, public investment in agricultural R&D has declined in recent years. The report says the 2023 Farm Bill is an opportunity to increase funding for agricultural R&D and ensure the U.S. is prepared for the challenges ahead. The USA's Economic Research Service says ag research provides one of the highest returns of any public research investment, generating $20 on average for every $1 spent. Public investment is needed to complement private sector spending. The National Association of Conservation Districts released policy recommendations for the upcoming 2023 Farm Bill. The NACD's Farm Bill Task Force has convened more than a dozen times to come up with recommendations that were recently approved by the NACD Board of Directors. Their most important priority is for Congress to keep conservation investments provided by the Inflation Reduction Act in the Farm Bill Conservation Programs. This request is critical to addressing the high unmet demand for NRCS conservation programs, which only serve about one in every three eligible producers. To support locally-led conservation efforts, the recommendations also push back against one-size-fits-all policies, the addition of national carve-outs within programs, and limitations on conservation practices. They will continue to work with a wide range of stakeholders and lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to develop an inclusive farm bill that provides strong support for conservation, according to NA. CD President Kim LaFleur. What does USDA see for dairy production, supply, and prices for this year? USDA Ag News reporter Rod Bain has the story.
2: Fewer cows, higher feed costs, tighter supplies. The summary of USDA's outlook for the dairy sector in 2023. This is Agriculture Department Livestock Analyst Shale Shagum. What we're expecting to see is a slight decline in the average dairy herd, somewhere down to about 9.83 million head in 2023. The lowest herd replacement number since 2005. That is expected to lower milk production, despite higher milk per cow production year over year, by 1%. As far as prices, we are looking generally at lower product prices across the year. The so class 3 price of about seventeen ninety. The class 4 price is expected to average about eighteen twenty five. With the all-milk price for this year forecasted at $20.17 per hundredweight, down from last year, but still the second highest all-milk price since 2014. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
0: A group of 28 federal lawmakers is calling out the USDA for what they describe is a lax in tracking foreign investments in U.S. agriculture land in a letter to U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. The agency has faced increased scrutiny regarding how extensively it tracks foreign ag land purchases, most recently playing out when a U.S. unit of China's Fufeng Group LTD planned to buy farmland near an Air Force base in North Dakota. The transaction was ditched by local officials after Air Force officials raised concern about building a corn mill near an Air Force base. In particular, the members of the U.S. House of Representatives are questioning Vilsack's decision not to assess any penalties between 2015 and 2018 related to lapses in reporting foreign purchases of U.S. farmland. The U.S. Day later resumed penalties. The lawmakers said in a letter that more oversight is needed as foreign acquisition of ag land increases. While concern about foreign agricultural land ownership in the U.S. and news headlines center primarily on China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran, the real world. World data shows that those nations are small players in the U.S. ag market game. As of December 31st of 2021, foreign investors held about 40 million acres of American land. That is about 3 percent of all privately held agricultural land and an increase of about 2.5 million acres since the previous year. China's holdings in U.S. ag land comes out to about one percent of all foreign holdings, while North Korea, Iran, and Russia all come in below 0.1 percent, according to USDA.
1: Our
0: MyAgLife platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect.